Welcome to the Michael Yo Show. What's up? Michael Yo, here's the deal. Chappelle Lacey is going to be coming into the studio. And the one thing I have to say about Chappelle Lacey, he's a comedian. He opens up for Joe Rogan all over the world. Uh, also, the first time I met him, he was my bellhop in Phoenix when I performed at Stand Up Live. He said he was a comedian. That night I threw him on. And to see three years later, he's in L.A., his story that I did not know about is absolutely amazing. This guy was, I mean, talk about uh, starting at the bottom now he's here. It's good to see this dude living out his dream. He's amazing. He's coming up. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to tell you really quick, I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas, not this weekend, but next weekend. Let me look at my calendar here. I don't want to give you the wrong dates. I will be at, at not actually Dallas. I will be at the Addison Improv. Let me pull up the date here. I will be at the Addison Improv the 19th, 20th, and 21st. Addison Improv, 19th, 20th, and 21st. And then the next week, I will be in Seattle, Bellevue, and then uh, Seattle area, 26th, 27th, 28th. Laugh Seattle. I will be there. All the tickets, all the information you need to know is on michaelyo.com. I got to say, thanks for all the love. I really appreciate it. The podcast is taking off. The videos on Instagram are going bonkers. We're averaging between like a hundred and three hundred thousand views on videos. So thank you for watching it. Uh, it means so much, you know, for people to be checking it out. Now people are reaching out to me wanting to be on. If you have any questions for me, I'm going to start this new segment at the uh, beginning of podcast. Um, probably in the next couple of weeks. Send me any questions you have. I don't care what they are. I want to read the questions on the air, and then we answer. Me and Ernie over there will answer. You ready to answer some questions, Ernie? Show born ready. You're born, born ready, ready oh, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll give you our honest opinions. Ernie's may not be right, but mine will be correct. No, it's a thing where me and Ernie will just talk about emails first before we launch in to episodes like with Chappelle Lacey. So if you have any questions about me, if you have any questions about relationship, the world, my take, email us at michaelyoshow at gmail.com. Is that right, Ernie? Oh yeah, that's right. Michael Yo Show at gmail.com. Do that. Make sure if you're listening to the podcast, I know it seems so minimal and small, but really you giving it five stars and liking it and sharing it does so much for the pod. Like I can't say enough. The video views, everybody's sharing it. And any interview you hear on this podcast, if you're a straight podcast listener, it's on my Facebook page at Michael Yo, and it's also on my YouTube page at Michael Yo. So you can check out the footage after you listen to the pod, but please make the audio thing a five star and make sure you like it. Chappelle Lacey. I'm being honest with you. It's one of the most compelling pods we have had. This guy's story is absolutely amazing. And make sure you follow him as well. The link will be below. Chappelle Lacey is on now. Michael Yo. Michael Yo. The Michael Yo Show. Celebrities. Can be honest? I don't like male strippers. Pop culture. And comedy. That's what I'm trying to do is streamline this whole thing into a cult. Plus, 10 things you should know with Yo. The Michael Yo Show starts now. 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 Hey, 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 what's up? It's Michael Yo hanging out in the studio. Okay, subscribe, rate, and review. I am talking to you. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Daddy got another baby coming. I need to pay some bills. Bring it on. Subscribe, rate, and review. All right, also, just a quick reminder, uh, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I will be in Chicago at the Chicago Improv. I'm bringing my boy Leo Flowers. It's going to be off the chain, off the hook. We want to see you there. All the info 
michaelyo.com right now. I am so excited to have in the studio my boy Chappelle Lacey. What's up, my man? How are you? I'm good. All right, so L.A., you've been here a year and five months, Mm -hmm. and you've already accomplished more than some comedians (laughs) have in 15 years. What's going on, Chappelle? How are you doing this, man? Oh, man. You know what? I get a lot of people that ask me this question. Well, I I would imagine because so many people move somewhere, and it's tough to get stage time, it's tough to get this, it's tough to get that. But literally, in a year and five months, you're doing development spots at the Comedy Store. You're touring with some of the biggest comedians in the world. You got a little TV gig on E! You're doing. Uh, And, you know, I'm just wondering for the people that are hating out there, (laughs) you know, the people that are like, you know, F. Chappelle Lacey, I've been here for 15 years i'm not talking about myself but i know in the streets oh you are totally right so so how have you think you've navigated it to be good well you know what i i moved out to la with the mentality like because a lot of people move out here thinking they know i got rid of that i was like i don't know anything i'm gonna just come out here and just like i brought it i put it down to the simplistic format of I want to discover who I am. You know what I mean? So like I was doing comedy in Phoenix where we originally met. Absolutely. You were, you were, you took my bags into my hotel room. Yes, I did. Yeah. (laughs) First time I met Chappelle Lacey and he goes, Hey, I do comedy too. Yeah. Uh, where would you like your bags, Mr. Yo? (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing that that was probably like three, four years ago. Uh huh. And yeah. uh, you were at the hotel right across the street. That's where they put all the comics for stand-up live. Yes. And that's where you would do your open mics, and that's how you got spots yeah. right right over there, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So it was interesting. So you met every comedian that came to town and built relationships like that as oh, well, yeah. working in that hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, And a lot, of, like, a lot of them was just like authentic conversations. And, you know, like I would drop that in there, but I wasn't like, no, no, you were never aggressive about it. Never aggressive about it. And uh, a lot of times people would throw me up, like you. Yep, I uh, threw you up. see, you did it. Uh, Brian Callen, uh, Matthew Broussard, uh, Bill Burr. You know what I mean? Like, all y'all like, just showed me love in such like a, a cool way. See, see because know? I think you weren't like, I'm a comic, put me on. You were just like, oh, if it came up naturally, oh, I do comedy too. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. And then I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, shoot, well, you going up. I just, want, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, because why not? Because yeah. my thing is I try to help everybody out. You yeah. Know, I, I have no ego in the game. Uh, I bring people that crush uh-huh. because I, I know it just makes the whole show better and it makes me better. Yeah. You know, I don't care who before, you know, that's the thing is I think a lot of comedians get in the game to go, I got to be the best. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you just got to be the best to your people. Yes. You know, you really do. Like everyone's trying to like go like, Oh, I see this person do this. I need to do this. And yeah. it's like, no, you need to understand you. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? Well, let's talk about your story, man. Uh, you were a cheerleader. Yeah. And uh, like a big time cheerleader. Yeah. Like in college or high school? Uh, so in high school, I did competitive cheer, which was just like club. Uh huh. And then in college is when I did like the school cheer. What made you want to, like, cause you're a big dude. Did you, were you not good in sports? You know, I was, I never had an interest in sports. Really? I was really, I, I mean, I loved skateboarding. I loved, uh, I was playing in a punk rock band, you know, oh, okay. we didn't get too far, All right. uh, <laughs> but, but I was into like that stuff, you know what I mean? Cause Arizona 
is like it's pretty boring. Yeah. You gotta create your own fun. And it's like it's easy to go out and play football, play basketball and baseball, but like I was always But were you good at it? because uh, I'm no. sure you tried. Were good at what? Good at football, basketball. No. Or, okay. So that's another reason you didn't yeah, play because you no. weren't good at them. No. Okay. I just want to make sure. And I think I could have if I had like an interest for it, but I was just like Ugh. Yeah. I was I would get so frustrated, like you know, a lot of the stuff. So I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this. But so what got you in a chair then? So the cheerleading actually makes perfect sense. So when I was younger, you like white women. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it makes it okay. I got you. I already know where the story is. So when I was young, <laughs> I know, right? There were nothing but white people around in Phoenix. I already know. I already know. So how can I get figured out? How can I get closer and be a cheerleader? <laughs> well, please go on with your version of I my know, story. Right? So. I would watch a lot of martial art films. Like I was geek for those, you know what I mean? Uh, and they would do a lot of flips and like crazy flips in those films. So when I was younger, like after I would watch a film, I'd go outside and I'd just start flipping off stuff like a, like a, like a park bench. Okay. And I would just do it. And then I just got good at like doing flips. Well, fast forward to, so that was, that was around the time I was like five, six. And then fast forward to when I was 15, I was playing in this in this band, and my drummer's sister was a cheerleader, and I had a crush on her. Ah, there it is. Start. Yeah. Was she white? She's Mexican. Oh, okay. All right. My story's a little off. Okay. All right. All right. I was a little off. And so um, she was like, you want to join cheer? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Just to be closer to her. Yes. Okay. And then I just got really good at it, though. <laughs> I know. It was like nuts. Like, like I just got like... You know, they considered me like one of the like probably like top ten, top five cheerleaders in the country for like in a the while. country. Yeah, what made you so good? You know, it's because okay, so I I love making people eat their words, uh huh. Right, and when I first joined, they were like, "Oh, he'll he'll never be good at this." Were they saying that you think because they were it's mostly racist? Like going like he's not gonna he's a black dude he's not gonna be a cheerleader. No, not even that. It was what just was it? my ability. Like I moved awkwardly. So okay. like the way they looked at me, they were like, "Oh, he's you know like, like it's like it's like a like a, a football coach can tell like you know like yeah oh, he's just you know he's just not right for that that spot you can kind of you can just so it had tell. nothing to do with race or ethnicity Mm-mm. you it just, just were awkward a, I was just awkward <laughs> okay you know what I mean yeah like because like cheerleading like you have to be like you know pretty like kind of like a coordinator right yeah pretty coordinated because a, a lot of the body movement like you you're moving your body in ways that like. You normally don't, you know what I mean? It's, All right, let, let's get to this. So you're a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. You get it. You're eating. You're making people eat their words. Yeah. Uh, and you're holding girls by the butt, like up in the air. Well, right? Isn't it? But feet, well, feet. They're no, like, you hold them like this. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's just one. That's just one move. But most of the time, so you could hold them with one arm. Mm-hmm. Both. Of, wow. So yeah. you had to work out a lot. No, I didn't work out at all. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh. Is it, are they that light? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, yeah. you're a cheerleader, you're top five. Shout out to the t- big girls, though. <laughs> <laughs> big girls crew, what up? So you're a cheerleader, top five, top 10 in the country. Yeah. Uh, man, so many cheerleaders must have wanted to hook up with you because you were that dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, did, did it was yeah? You did know, you but, date a lot of cheerleaders? No, my first relationship is this year. Okay, so 
Well, I'm not talking about relationships. Did you hook up with a lot of cheerleaders? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that comes with the territory. Okay. But yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. They were like, oh, Chappelle, we love you. Yeah. You top five in the country. <laughs> you top five. You top five in the country. We love you, Chappelle Lacey. <laughs> so, but I've never been a dude that's like, oh, I got, like, no, no, you're not that dude. Yeah, you can but, tell. But, yeah. but, I, but it, I mean, it, I play college football. I, I know how it works. You yes. know what I mean? I would imagine you were a college football player, except you were that of the cheerleading world. Yeah, and I've always just been a geek of being really good at stuff yeah. that I liked. So, like, that was always my my focus. But, like, that would come along the way. All right, so college is done, right? The cheerleading is done. I dropped out. You dropped out. Yeah. What college did you go to? Uh, was that so? Here's a funny story. So I was I was cheering at a junior college in Texas. Which and, one? Uh, it's it's a, in a small town. It's called, it was called Trinity Valley Community okay. College. Okay, yeah, very very small, like Athens, Texas. Oh yeah, you yeah yeah. yeah I'm from Texas. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of so like the east, like near Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Te- yeah. yep. So absolutely east, east Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was cheering at a junior college out there. Well, uh, I had got uh, super drunk. At a competition, and I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, but no, uh, I wouldn't think so. And so I know, and so I wasn't allowed to try out again. So I, I so um, University of Louisville at the time had this program where you could go to the junior college and cheer for the university. It was like this transfer okay. program. You so could th- you could cheer for the main university. Yeah, cheer okay. for the main university if you were going In junior to college. Okay, because yes, I didn't get I didn't finish. Now, when college. you get to that level, is there still tryouts? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's still tryouts. Um, uh, and, you know, Louisville's like one of the most talented schools for cheerleading. Now, when you got drunk, was it because you had problems going on in your life or did it was just a yes. drunk night? No. You I had problems. problems. What was the problem? You know, uh, a lot of it, man, was, you know, from my abusive stepfather growing okay. up with him. And, uh, he was just, you know, he damaged me. Like, you know, like I always tell people like, yeah, the physical abuse was like, you know, hard too, but it was that verbal, you know, that really got me. What, what type of thing he tried to tear you down or was it just, yeah, me it was just like, like you'd never be nothing. Yes. Like, and just like really embedded that like in my brain, you know what I mean? Even though I like would get talented at certain shit, I didn't feel like, I didn't know my worth with it. If you now, will. when you were talented as a cheerleader, would he still attack you on things? Uh, yeah, Saying, yeah you that's know, he, girl thing to do, and the yeah, what? oh yeah, he, he, uh, all the you know gay stuff that you could oh, say. Like he yeah. would call me, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I wasn't a real man, you know, like all this stuff, you know. Which I mean, it was so weird. Like I still did this stuff, not to like spite him. It was just the fact that like, I was like. I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I just like this. And I was like, I don't feel like I'm hurting anybody or anything like that. I was just like, this and you live with him. Yeah. Okay. So every night you had yeah, to come so home I grew, to up, I grew up with my biological mom and, uh, stepfather. And then, uh, when I was, uh, 15, the owners of the cheerleading gym that I was cheering for, they, uh, started taking care of me. Wow. Yeah. But they didn't, so like, you know, I was adopted yeah. into a white family. Yeah. yeah. It was them. It so was they, them. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't know what was going on. They just knew I was troubled. They just knew like so, there was something like. So did they see, it's kind of like the blind side. They saw you were talented in cheering. Is that one of the main reasons they picked you up too? It wasn't even that. Or it was did just they the, actually, even if they didn't 
know you from cheer yourself. You know, I, I yeah. guess the question is, is, you know, like the whole question about the blind side, they just took him in because he played football. Yeah, yeah. No, you it know, wasn't they, even that. It, it was just, a, they, they just truly saw that, like, you know. You were a good dude. Yeah, they're like, man, like, he's a very quiet but, like, aggressive guy, but he's he's really a good guy. Uh-huh. They just they just saw a different side and understood a different side of me than, than most. Cause my, my adoptive father, he was a teacher for years. You know what I mean? So the he abuse, saw a lot of oh, kids. Oh, no, no, the, the new one. Adoptive the, okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So he, he saw a lot of kids come through and he just understood right off the bat and just understood. He, oh, he, this guy just needs help. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, they never asked questions cause I was, I was very quiet about very mysterious about a lot how of long things. it take you to get adjusted to that? Uh, to live in with them. Uh-huh. Uh, it took a little bit because it was. What it was, was just, the toughest thing about that? Um, the toughest thing was just like, it's like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not with my siblings or my or my mom. You know what I mean? I didn't care to be with my stepfather. Did, did it? Did it make you feel like your mom didn't want you? That she would let you get adopted by you somebody know, else? Um, I blamed her for a while for a lot of the things that went down because she was with him, with my stepfather. So I I blamed her for a lot. But it took me years to realize that, you know, she was getting the damage too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? She was going through the struggle as well. You know, so that, so, I, you know, for years, and it took me, it took me a long time to like, you know, really realize that it wasn't really until anger management that they like let me know that, but I didn't really take it in because I was. So you went to therapy as well for yeah, it. I had to go to I had to go to anger management in high school and in college. Okay, so you were an angry dude that was a cheerleader. Yeah. So basically, cheering and different things you did would get that energy out of you, so you wouldn't be as mad. Man, it would it it did a little dent, but little it dent, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like yeah. So when you say you were angry, was this you would just start fights with people? Like yeah. what t- you Violent. would? Yeah. Cause all wow. I knew was violence. Okay, from from at home. Yeah. So you, would all your dad beat you? Yeah. And hit you? Mm-hmm. Did you ever fight back? You know, I didn't. You know what I mean? Cause, and, but I got to a point to where like I just started getting crazy, man. Like I remember one time he came at me and I slammed my head into a wall because I was like I was just like ready for it. You know what I mean? And then he backed up. So anytime he came at me, I would just boom. Do something to yourself. Yeah. Because that would stop him from doing it. Too. That would stop him from. Were you bigger than him? No. No. Okay. I was small. <laughs> all right. All right. Is he yeah. still bigger than you today? Uh, You know, no. Okay. He's a big guy. You could take He's him out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. He may have played pro football or something. I know, right? Yeah. Six, seven, three, fifty. I ain't messing with that. I know, right? Yeah. All yeah. right. So, so you go through this. You have these problems at home. You, you become a cheerleader. He's mm-hmm. making fun of you being a cheerleader. He was making fun of me for all things. For everything. For like everything. For being a black kid that listens to rock music. Rock music. And like, I dealt with a lot with him with that, man. Like he, he probably, you don't sound ruled, black enough. He ruled me out as being a black person. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then at school I was getting the same thing. It wasn't just black kids telling me you ain't black. It was every race. Yeah. They were all saying it. You know what I mean? And because I of think, what you liked. Yeah. And I think I would have been able to handle that a lot easier if my folks taught me how to be comfortable in my own skin and be like, yo, you can't control what they say. Yeah. That's, that's fine. You, you're perfect the way you are. You, you like this stuff, go ahead and like it. Uh huh. You know what I mean? 
And I didn't really. So you're getting from both sides. You're getting from at home. And then when you go to school, you're getting the same. So the people at school just reinforcing what your house is saying. So how are you not supposed to believe that? Dude, I had, I went through the most massive identity crisis. Oh, I I could under, I went through an identity crisis too, because I was the only mixed kid in school. So, you know, I was nigga chank. I was all kinds (laughs) of, like, they call me all kinds of (laughs) niggas. They're like nigga chank. They had songs on nigga chank, nigga chank, nigga chank, 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 nigga chank. Like these fools went home and practiced songs about oh, me. Oh man. man, they were they was dropping hits on oh, you. Oh man, they were dropping rap hits back back before. They were like, I would walk in. Literally, they would all oh, sing it. Damn, nigga chank. That's right. And I, here's the thing. Back then, you know, NWA was big, different. Yeah, but I didn't mind the nigga part. But I wasn't a chank. All right, I was not a chank. I was Korean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chank is Chinese, all right? Oh, okay, yeah. Get your Asian get it right. right. Get it right. Get, if you're going to make right. fun, get it right. Yeah, get it right. You know, hey. Yeah. N- Nigerian, now we rolling. Yeah. You know, something like that. <laughs> you know, Korean and that, yes, yeah, we rolling. Yeah. Don't disrespect me by calling yeah, me yeah. Chank. Hey, get my Asian part right. Get though. my Asian part. Don't yeah. disrespect the Asian yeah. part like this. <laughs> so that's the only problem I have, but um, no. <laughs> that's hilarious. I should bring that one on stage right there. Yeah, you should. That no. is great. But but that's the thing, man, is that, you know, you you start believing what these kids are saying. Yep. And if you think about it, in hindsight, we're like 10 or 11. What the, what the hell we know? Nothing. Dude, nothing. 12, 13, nothing. 14. Even if you're 18, you don't know shit compared to what you know now. So no. so you go through that. What got you into comedy then? Like, did that happen in high school, college, or where? That happened when I was in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I, uh, someone dared me. To That's do how comedy. it always starts. Yeah, someone did. Because they were like, man, you're a funny guy. And, it, and it, like, I had, I've always had, like, this bubbly personality, but it was a, a, a switch. Like, it could change, like, immediately. Yeah. Like, to anger. To anger. Like, okay. it, could, it was, like, a fucking light switch. Like, it, people, like, you say Did anything. You st- that do you still have anger problems? Yes. Oh, you do? Yes. But so I need to watch what I say. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. You're fine. Because <laughs> you're bigger than me. No, no, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's controlled. Okay. It's controlled. Right now. <laughs> no, it's I, controlled. I work right now. So I journal intensely, so I, I work real hard on it. Okay, good. Because it's always there. It exists, but I just shift the energy. Got so you. when something makes me mad, I just shift it to something that like- What do you shift it to? Like anything, like any, wherever I'm at in that moment, like something's making me mad. Like if I'm at home, I'll go clean. Okay. You move that energy. To I move else. the energy. And it, if I don't have my journal around me, which is where I turn to it most, um, then I'll like whatever I have in that moment, just like I, whatever I observe, I just get active with that. What makes you angry now? Um, what are, what are the types of things that make you angry now? The types, and now it's, it's not so much what people say about me. I, I guess the things that can make me mad now is uh, more so <laughs> in people uh, when when one doesn't understand individuality. Okay, and like when they when they throw their stuff on other people, and it, and and it's like, no, you're an individual. This has nothing to do with me. You're throwing this on me. Give me an example. Um. When people like us say like a, a heckler, they they feel like you're saying something incorrect. Got you. That's that's them. So you really get angry when somebody heckles you. I, I but I but I'm really good. So but this here's the thing, I break down people emotionally when they heckle me. 
Okay. Because when they do, when I do that, I'm letting them know really what you're doing. Okay. I heckle you. You ain't funny. You would be like, what? Like, <laughs> you ain't, funny. you ain't funny. You're so joking. one time, so, okay. So one time I'm, I'm, I was doing a show and this dude kept talking the whole time uh-huh. and it, I kept having to like, you know, like, Hey man, you know, and then this, this crowd of people started yelling at him. Right. They started yelling at him and he was getting heated. And I was like, Oh, I know this guy. Cause I, I could, I could see him boil. And I was like, I know this cause I, I boil. Uh, yeah. So, so he started boiling and then he's just staring at me aggressive. And I was like, he's going to come at me. He's not going to come at them. Cause it's a big group. I was like, I, like all of this was calculated. Yeah. <laughs> and then while you're on stage doing your set, you can see all this. Ha- That's what I love see, about comedy. It's like you're a spider. You have all these senses that get, you could be thinking about something totally different and doing your act. And, they don't, and they don't realize. That. No, they don't. They, they don't. don't realize. They have no idea. And so he, he goes, why don't you say something funny? And the crowd was like, oh, you know, like, yeah, people, oh, oh. Yeah. and I'm like, no, you don't. You, I was like, you don't have to do that, guys. It's okay. I was like, I, I, I prepare for these moments. And I was like, he would say something like that. He's the type of person to say something like that. So I set him up. All uh-huh. right. Cause he was, cause I knew he was going to ask, like, you know, he goes, well, how do you figure? And I was like, well, you're super insecure. You know, I was like, you're super insecure. I was like, the fact that this group was yelling at you and you couldn't handle it. So you started boiling and then you attacked me to do with the microphone that prepares for this stuff all the time, which was the wrong thing to do. And I was like, you have this mustache on your face that says, please pay attention to me. And when I said that, he just was like, wow. And then, his, then his girl tried to jump in and she was like, well, well I, I like his mustache. And I was like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> This is about him. You yeah. know what I mean? And so the groom was like, whoa, whoa what yeah, just yeah. happened? And so then I was like, let me bring it back. So I, then I went, I said, hey, man, I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me. We had a little moment. But here's the thing. These people want to hear the show. How about this? When we're done with the show, you and I can chop it up as much as you want. We can do all that. You know what I mean? She probably and got he, a big round of applause. And then, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, all right, man. And then dap me up. And then. Let me finish the rest of the up the rest of the show. Now, did I chop it up with him after? No, fuck no. <laughs> I immediately was like, "All right, see Peace you later." Uh, you may be crazy. Yeah, yeah, you may be crazy. All right, yeah. so uh, comedy. You got into comedy, and because we're running out of time, but you got into yeah, comedy. Yeah. How'd you get into comedy? Uh, someone dared me. And you went up. Went up. How was it your first time on stage? Uh, I actually did really good, and then, I mean, it like the third. Set like I like bombed pretty bad, but the only reason why I did good is because there was you bunch, on, bunch of friends, all your yeah. friends come out. The first I, t- I told one homie, I was like, "Yo, I'm I'm, I'm going to do this open mic," and he was like, "He's like, oh hell yeah, you know what I mean." And then he told everyone, and yeah. so all these people showed up, and I was like, you know, so you do great that first night. Then the third night, you bomb. Oh man, this it was where, where, where it was in Louisville. No, I didn't, I immediately moved back to Arizona. Okay, so you went up where uh, the comedy caravan in. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Open mic, open mic. But I'm saying the time you bombed. Oh th- man, my friend had put me on this show where there was a bunch of musicians, and I thought I was just going to open the show, but no, I was the end of the show with all oh. these. Yes, and so the crowd was just like drunk. They were ready. And to I go. didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, hell yeah, I'm about to do comedy. And literally, I go up, and as soon as I grabbed the mic, I was like, 
I don't think this is going to be good. <laughs> and so these people just started yelling for this band. And I was like, hey, they, they already played. I was like, I only got 10 minutes. And I didn't even have 10 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, let me just get through this. And then they were like, kept yelling for the band. And I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I started getting bugged. The anger. You yeah, know what I mean? anger. And then the whole crowd just started yelling at me like, yo, tell a joke, tell a joke. You can't tell no jokes. You can't tell no jokes. They turned on you. Bro, and I'm sitting here like cussing them out, like yelling at them. And then I was like, I I don't know. I got this from Richard Pryor, but I was like, yo, suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then one guy goes, your dick's the joke. And I was like, I don't have a reply for that (laughs) because I didn't know how to deal with a heckler. So, So did you get paid that night? I did not. <laughs> I was supposed to do like this interview and all this stuff. They no. had me like set up with this. They had me in this like dope green room. Oh, it was giving man. me free drinks. And they were like, yeah, man, you're Chappelle Lacey, man. Chappelle Lacey. And I was just like, yeah, yeah I'm Chappelle Lacey. <laughs> After it, they were like, bye. Yeah, no, they, dude, nobody they looked at you. They didn't even interview me because I had signed like the release to like, they you know, didn't be, bro, they did not interview me. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. You're free to go. Okay, so you do comedy for how many years in Phoenix? Um, so I had stopped for two years after my uh, brother had passed away. Okay. And then that was 2014, and I didn't get back on until 2016 because- How old I, was your brother when he passed? He was 28. Oh, wow. And I was 26 at the time. Okay. You know what I mean? And then uh, it was Brent Morn and Jason Collins that got me back on stage. But they didn't know I was depressed and all this stuff. Yeah. Because I was- because in that two-year period, I kept saying no to everybody yeah. every time they asked me to do a show. But Brent was headlining uh, Tempe Improv, and he was like, you're going up. And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I haven't done it. Like, And then I just went up, and that was the first time I said real shit. Ever, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I can. I was like, oh, I can. Speak. You talk, man. It's like and I Dave didn't Ch- know that. It's about Dave Chappelle. It's like if you're not funny, be interesting. Like yeah. he says, there's times on stage for funny, funny, and then he goes, but just as powerful is to be interesting. If you're interesting, mm-hmm. and pe- I, what I love is when I, I tell a real story and people start leaning in. Yeah, because they're in it. They are locked. It's silent. They're in it. I love the uh-huh. silence of the crowd when you tell a story to, yes. to a big ending. Yeah, it just like gets me excited. Uh-huh. And that's the thing. If you can pull off both, yeah. oh, that's where you want to be. Oh, I love it. And yeah, and that's like that's a lot of my life. Man. Yeah, you know that's what that's what I talk about. Like that's why I'm excited. Like you know, like right now I'm talking about like a lot of like what I went through like in my 20s and like you know like my early you know area of the life and then you know. I can't wait to talk about, you know, when I get to the stage and talk about what's going on in my thirties. Yeah. And then my forties, you know what I mean? Like there's just, cause it's, I mean, you can constantly you become, learn. You become, this is what I said. When you tell real stories, like my, my advice for everybody is like people can outgrow jokes, but they can't outgrow you. So yes. as long as they're invested in you, you're mm-hmm. good. If they're invested in your jokes, they may not be invested in you. And look, I'm not a veteran like a Sebastian or Bill Burr. Yeah. This is just my nine years of yeah, doing yeah. kind of scene. But I noticed like my mentor, Joe Coy. People mm-hmm. go see Joe Coy, not because he's fucking hilarious, but also because he, his son, you've seen his son from the age of one to 13. Yeah. You know, or 14 or 16. Yes, however. it's so, so amazing. You become a real life sitcom. Uh-huh. So now, like, you know, I just came out with my special on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Called Blazing. <laughs> Uh, but my second one, <laughs> plug it, plug it, plug it. But my second one is my son was just one. Now he's about like in a couple months, he's going to turn three. So 
By the time I shoot it, he'll be almost four. So it's Damn. a thing where you'll see this evolution of my life and my family. So Ugh. if you miss the first one, you'll be like, oh, I got to. I got to go catch up because I love the, the second yeah. one. So that's my thing. Is That's that, beautiful. That's all my, that's what I try to tell comedians. It's not about the joke. To me, it's about you. People listen to Sebastian because mm-hmm. he's hilarious, but they love him talking about Italian family traditions and Itali- from an Italian family's point of view. Yes. That's what they're going. He's yes. not going, hey, but um, he's not, yeah, he's yeah. not, he's telling a story mm-hmm. and making that story freaking hilarious. Yes. You know, and I think that's what you do as well. You mm-hmm. talk about your real life. Yeah. So you're Brent Moran. 2016. When did I roll through? How long after that? Not not too long after well, that. Because I remember it's probably like a month after. Yeah, it was. So then was I hit you too, up. Yeah, and you went up again. But that was at stand up live. That was at stand up live. Yeah. And then you crushed there. It was you, Craig, and Leo? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what's so funny? And then wait, wait. Uh, what's his name? Where after us? Uh, Shab and Callie. That's when I met them. That's right. Yep. I even have the picture of all four of us. Yes. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> did you, I know you went up for me that night. Did you go up for them too? No, no, no. No, they I, were just I, doing I, a two man yeah, show. Yeah, they were doing time. their two man show. But later on, when Brian came back by himself, he threw me up. That's great. Yeah. Isn't that great? You know what's so funny is, um, I saw you, I, I mean, I probably was only like a couple shows in, but I saw you, uh, Orlando Baxter and Joe <sighs> Coy at Stand Up Live. That's right. Yep. We did that. Oh, that was. That was fire. Yep. And that's what I love. Because I'm a big Joe Coy geek. Oh, my God. Me I've never, too. I've never, I've, I mean, I met him like once. Uh-huh. But like, you know, I was I was just excited. And it was so cool. Like the whole show was just dope. Bangers, man. Bangers. I yeah. was like, man, this is comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it got me excited about like doing comedy. And like all, like all you guys like showing me love, like when I was working at the hotel is what gave me the confidence to move out here that's too. the thing man you never know how you can affect someone by doing something nice you don't know what they're going through yeah and just that's what I'm saying. Us, y'all, y'all, y'all have a clue i didn't you even know, know. yeah till now yeah that's what i'm saying all i knew is that you did comedy uh-huh. and you were very nice so i was like let me throw you up i didn't know this backstory what you were going through all yeah that. well yeah that's what i'm saying most people don't and like i and it's, and it's been great because like y'all gave me the confidence and you also gave me the confidence to understand my life, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And this is the first time, I mean, I'm 32 years old, where I've been completely okay with everything, with my whole relationship with my uh, abusive stepfather. Like, so I y'all are now, good. I'll shake his hand. But, I mean, we're not good. But, yeah. like, we're not, like, homies. But, like, because he, he, I mean. Did he ever apologize to you? No, I don't think he, I don't think, and which I, I, don't, I don't expect him to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just, that's something he has to figure out. I don't, I don't need the apology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not to feed my Ego, I don't have yeah. an ego that way. But, you know, if I see him, I shake his hand, I say hi. You know what I mean? Okay. We don't talk. I don't have nothing Has to talk about. Has he ever seen you on stage? No. Okay. No. Because I talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, but like, that's but my But you know line. he's seen clips. Somebody has Yeah, he probably, he probably has. But okay. I mean, like, that's my, that's my story. You know, Do this you, is, is he the type of guy where you have him in your cell phone still? And I don't have a cell phone right now. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just nothing for us to talk, talk about. Cause, about. Yeah. Cause, okay. I mean, that's where just, you are right now. There's just things like, okay, so say this. If he, if he died, I'd be sad. And the reason why is because I'd be like, damn, he never got the opportunity I got to better his life. So you're a good person. Yeah. You're that's, a good how, per- that's how I feel. Like, like I mean, like, I, that's it why. It took you a while to get to that point, though. 
And you're probably still <laughs> oh, working wow. with it. And you're probably still, every day, you're probably every still. Every day. Yeah. And the more I work on it, the better, like, the, like you. that's something you constantly have to work on. You don't just, that doesn't just happen and then it, and it's yeah. just there. No, yeah. you have to, like, continue to work on it. All right. So you get to L.A. You make the big move to L.A. You've been here a year and five months. Yes. Dude's touring with everybody. Uh, development spots at the comedy store. Yeah. Here's the crazy ass story. So many people. I'm going to say his name wrong, too. What's the guy? Andy? Ant- Adam. Adam. Okay. Maybe that's why I'm not passed. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I go to comedy store sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but Adam is the big wig over there. He passes yeah. comedians. Yeah. Uh, he puts them in development spots. Comedy store, if you don't know, on a Tuesday night, in any night, is the holy grail of comedy. Yeah. I would say even bigger in New York. Bigger than New York because the seller, yeah, because here everybody is here. Yeah. All year long, you're mm-hmm. going to have pop-ins. Over there, it's like, you know, they got a great... Like, here's what's interesting. I go to the seller, uh-huh. and it's a beautiful club. But the power of a lineup on a Tuesday night here, just about, I mean, you got Sebastian going Nuts. in for a Kreischer and the Chris D'Elia and the Bill Burr and the Jim Jeff. I'm just like, and people are only paying 30 bucks to see this show. Like literally you're paying 50, 60 to 200 bucks to see these comedians by themselves. On the, yeah, on the road. On yeah. the road. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're still doing 15 minutes. Yeah. One fourth of their time. Yeah. So you're there. Uh, and you meet this white guy walking around the hallway. You just go up to him and compliment him on his shirt. Right? Is yeah, that how it, was, it happened? Yeah, you and it was Adam? his uh, vest. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, it was. He had a. Did jean you jean. really not know who he was? No. Okay. Because, like, like I said, and and like I didn't. What day number was this? You were here. This is my third week of living here. Third week of living here. Yeah. You're going to the comedy store at that time. Yeah, I would because I would go to the Monday nights where the, you sign up. You for sign the, up for potluck. Pot yeah. uh-huh. and, and like I, I didn't get up. You know, uh, the three times I went, but I would just sit there and watch. Yeah. And then I, uh, I saw I saw him and I was like, oh man, this is a dope ass patch. I was like, hey man, I was like, I'm a big Sonic Youth fan. And he was like, he's like, oh no way, you know. He, uh, he goes, what's your name? I was like, I'm Chappelle Lacey. He goes, uh, I'm Adam Media. I'm the uh, talent director here, and you don't know, come come around, hang out anytime. Yeah. And I was like, oh cool. And I, but I didn't know what a talent director was yeah. because we, we don't have that back home. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no. It's not like, like that. yeah. You just not the like owners the, or the bookers. Yeah, that's if you yeah. if you get good with the owners of the bookers, yeah, that's you're how gonna you work. Become yeah, that's how you get the work in the club. Yeah. But like, I was just like, oh, okay, all right, man. You know what I mean? And I and I just left. You know what I mean? And then I saw him again, and then, uh, like a couple days later, I was like, hey, man, you like you do you like this band? And I started talking about this band, and he was like, oh my god, I love that band. And then what we, band was it? Beach Lang. Beach slang? Yeah. Okay. Just, you know. I'm going to go up to Adam and say, man. <laughs> I saw this beach slang, man. But, uh, that music is so good. But, <laughs> beach slang. <laughs> Adam be like, get the F out of my face. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that beach slang. They, they, oh, they, what kind of music is that? It's like just punk. Adam is punk. Stuff. I love punk, Adam. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Oh man, it's the best, Adam. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so then, I, you know, um, I would. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about it. We were showing off each other's like punk rock tattoos and all this stuff. You got and, punk rock tattoos too? Yeah, I have like uh, I have Black Flag, I have uh, Misfits, I have a uh, Iggy Pop's Raw Power tattoo okay. on my neck. All right, uh, so you in it? Oh yeah. In so it. so you had the battle wounds to show them that you oh, believed yeah, yeah, yeah. in punk rock. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. like, oh, this is real life. Okay, this, this yeah, is real. This is, yeah, this is my blood. You know All right. I mean? All so right. so he uh 
Then he was like, oh, man, where where'd you, where are you from again? Like, where would you say you're from? I was like, oh, I'm from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And he was like, oh, man, I used to work at Tempe Improv for – uh, for years, and I was like, "Oh, cool." I, I, yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't because doing... they got bought out by the time you started going. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, I, so I didn't even. And he, I was like, "Oh man, you know Casey Courier?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh man, Casey's like my mentor. You know, great guy. You know, he showed me a lot of love in Phoenix. You know, you know, really, mm-hmm. really gu- guided me." And he was like, "Oh man, I love Casey." And then, um, you just had a lot in common. You hit yeah, it off that way. Yeah. And then he was, he was like, "Well, why don't you come by on, on Monday and I, you know, throw you up?" But I, but I didn't know like. What it was, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, okay, cool, man. So you went by potluck like, yeah. that next Monday, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you got up. on. Yeah, he threw me up. You know, he was just, he was just like, hey, man, you do three minutes, you know, and we, yeah. we see the How'd light. How'd you do? I did really good. Okay, I did really good. And then uh, he was like, hey, man, you know, uh, once you come back again, you know, cycle through or whatever, or I, I don't know. And then I was, he was like, uh, I want you to, you know, you know, reach out to me and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, man. I was like, uh, what's your Instagram? And he was like. My email. And I was yeah. like, yeah, right. You have an email. email. You, yeah, have an email. Right. you have an email. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You're I, such I, a millennial. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, because I was like, well, do I, I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's I weird. That, so do I get your note? Yeah. Instagram, Bro, I it's safe. Yeah. Instagram is safe. But go ahead. So then mm-hmm. y'all just started connecting. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So then how long did it take you to get to the development spot? Um, man, when was that? It, it, he, had, he had been going through for a while. Like, okay. I think it was, uh. When you say going through, what does that mean? Like, just coming in, like, every Monday, like, just to see what I had. Like, you okay. know, like, and I would just go up and do, like, a different set every time, you know, just to, just, you know, uh, being a talent. Anytime, director. anytime you bomb during that three minutes, you're like, shh, they're never gonna. There was any, one time any, I did and he wasn't there. Oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, which that room could be tough on a Monday, especially because, like, you know, I, Margaret Cho told me the room about that room. It used to be a mafia building, and the reason oh, why that room is so soundproof, and this is the legend, is that they used to kill people in it. <gasps> so it's a soundproof room. That's why no sound gets out. Oh, Lordy McGordy. That's what, that's what Margaret Cho <laughs> told me on the podcast. I don't know. So now, I'm sure, Adam, since you're in the development spots, it's helped you build relationships with all the other comedians there, too. Yeah, man. That, uh, that's how I, my relationship built with, uh, Rogan. Yeah. Which has been like a really, Really cool thing. And what, what's unique about that story is that the last conversation I had with my brother before he died was he was ta- he was in the works of like trying to like get into UFC and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then he, you know, then he, then he passed the yeah. next day. And then, uh, how'd he pass? If you don't mind me asking. Overdose. Okay. And so, um, or accident, accidental overdose. This is yeah. overdose. But, uh, um, and so fast forward to, you know, uh, this year, um, I'm, you know, whenever I do the development, I usually just chill, you know, be quiet, you know, just because there's all these big dogs. Back yeah. And I usually just sit and there. You're and you're in chill. the green room. You're yeah. And then he just started talking to me and, uh, we, we just got into like this deep conversation, uh, and stuff. And, um, and then, you know, next thing you know, he started following me on Instagram and then asked if I wanted to come do a spot on his, uh, Rogan friends show. And I was like, Oh, how long ago was that? I was back in February. Okay. Back in, yeah, I remember. Yeah, February. That's dope, man. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, the relationship's been real cool. And then and then it hit me, man. You know, and I was like, oh, damn. You know, because I feel like, so my, I consider my brother like my protector. Yeah. And I feel like he puts people in my life along the way like, oh, 
this would be a good person for yeah. to for yeah. to be in your life. You know what I mean? Like like even like even take for instance like the stuff with the hotel. Yeah. Like I that's how I feel. Like I'm like, "Oh shit." Yeah. You know what I mean? When shit would happen like He's that, moving pieces around for you. Yes. Like, you know, cuz I always feel like you yeah, cuz he was my protector. We went through the same abuse and stuff like that and like, you know, he was a protector along the way. So, you know, that was one of the crazy things about like me sitting there with Joe Rogan commentates for UFC. Yeah. And I'm and my, I was like, that was the last conversation. I had with my That's brother. That's crazy. It is weird. You know did you I mean? tell Rogan that story? No, I did okay. not. I did not tell him that story. I always feel weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. You know, like, like, Rogan, I want, some people, like, you could, like, just tell that to him. Yeah, like, I don't know how You don't want to make it me. awkward either. I don't want to make that awkward. You know I tell I mean? you, it's weird being around Joe Rogan because he's so big. It's like, it takes, you know, you got a great relationship. So you're like, if I do something, say something stupid, it may ruin it. You know, you get nervous. Yeah, yeah, like, you yeah, just yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. It's just weird being yeah. in that situation. But, man, Rogan is the most giving person in the industry. He is like, you know, that person. You go on his podcast, you can blow up. And yeah. you go on a regular, you can blow up. You know, yeah. like he's launched so many careers yeah. from his podcast. Mm-hmm. And he gives back to the comedy community. And that's why I love him so much. And uh, it's a thing where I'm glad, like, you're performing at his shows. You know, yeah. I remember I was at uh, his last show you were on. He goes, you know Chappelle? And I go, <laughs> I go, yeah, man. And we started talking stories. He's like, he was a fucking professional cheerleader, man. Like, he, like, he gets so he, hyped on it. He gets so hyped on that. Yeah, he loves that. I think he loves anything that's out of the ordinary. Yes. You know, and it's interesting. The choices you have made through your life has put you in this position where the guy that runs the largest, the world famous comedy store is a punk rock fan. Dude. And you, and you, and, and just randomly y'all start talking about it. Joe Rogan loves the out of the ordinary and you're, you're, uh, you were a cheerleader and now you're in with them and the people that have fed you through the hotel life putting you on Dude. stage. It's just a crazy story. That, and, and, bro, and even, even like, um, I was gonna say it's it's just yeah it's just such a wild right like even when I reconnected with my biological father um, when I was twenty nine he um, he 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 gave me that confidence that I was talking about earlier that yeah. my parents should have gave me because he 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 was still, he was showing me pictures of my my grand my grandparents oh, man. And my grandfather was a guitar player so that was crazy to me because the whole time I'm playing guitar. Being made, made fun, fun of, of, it was part of your DNA. It was part of my DNA. They were like, he was like, yeah, man, he would, he was rocking at it. Like he, he played for the church. Like he would just play all the time. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, what the hell? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's like a lot of the choices I've made in my life with the things that I've done. Why did your biological father stay out your life till you were 29? Oh, he was in prison. Okay, that's he a good a, reason. That's a good reason. He yeah. OG. Shout out to my OG father. <laughs> yeah, OG. Yeah, OG. Yeah. yeah, straight up gangster. No, yeah, no, like straight up. Like yeah. straight up. It's like kinda, yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll move on. Yeah, we'll no, move right. What's up, pops? Yeah, right. Number love. Number love. Number love. So no, he's great. He's all good now. Yeah. So man, uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you, dude. I appreciate. I want to bring you back because I know there's more to the story. No, yeah. I mean, anytime. It's fun. You killed it at JFL. Yeah, I heard great stories about you. What doors have opened so far? I know it's only a couple weeks after, but what doors have opened so far? Man, I'm just starting to go on these like auditions and stuff like that, and uh, meeting with like all these uh, what do you call them? TV companies, casting, yeah, yeah casting yeah, directors, yeah, like television like, broadcast companies, yeah, like the generals, yeah, generals. You're doing yeah, good. Yeah. You got to get in front of people. It's all about generals, dude. Man. Yeah, you never know when they'll when they come through. Bro, I've been like meeting with a lot of people. I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? Like it's it's. Isn't oh, yeah, it? Post JFL has been like 
nuts for me. Like I, I quit my job. Okay. You know, what I, job were you at? I was at the hotel, at a hotel here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I was doing that. And then, uh, uh, I mean, that only took a matter of time when I was quitting, but, I, but like, I'm one of those people, like I work, I work just as hard at the hotel as I work at like a comedy and stuff. Oh, hundred like, percent. You put a hundred percent in. Yeah. I got, I got to. So what made you get to the point where you could quit the hotel? Did you get a gig to make yeah, it? It was the E network. Okay. So that one gig got you. Yeah. To- and then it's just like open, like. And then now you're going on tour. So what I love is Craig Conant, yeah, which we love. Yeah, yeah, love Craig. Fired from Trader love Joe's. Craig. Yeah. But now he's supporting himself through comedy. And Bruh. it could show you once you put it under a certain circumstance, mm-hmm. you can actually make it without the thing you thought you always needed. Yeah. Well, I, I, I tell people the basic thing is just work hard on being funny and work hard at being a good person. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's as simple as that. Like you, you do those things and, you know, and do everything you can to be a good person to people. Like people will, people will rock with you. You know what I mean? And, and you, you give people a level of understanding of you, you know, the, the honesty, like we talked all about honesty, man. It's all about honest. Be upfront about it. You know there what I mean? Be up, be up front. And it's like, it, it, bro, it costs nothing to be a good person. Nothing free, free, free 99, free 99. <laughs> all right. Tell everybody your handles where they can find you at. Oh, at Chappelle Lacey. Uh, that's pretty much all of them. All Chappelle Lacey. Yeah. S H A P as in Peter E as in Edward L and then L A C E Y. There you go. All right. And for all you people watching rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it really do me a favor. If you do that, it would mean a lot. It really would mean a lot. If you did that. No, seriously, if you like the pod, would love the rate the review and also, uh, the subscribe, uh, Chicago, I'll see you this weekend, uh, in September 6th, 7th and 8th or something around then I will be at the Miami improv. So I will see you there as well. Thank you for watching Michael for your tickets. We'll see you next time. <laughs>